Welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast. We are back for 2023. It's exciting. Supercoach has opened uh, today or yesterday or this morning, whenever you're watching this. Um, and, well, I've, we've had it for a while. George has been changing his team for about a month or so, but everyone's into it now. Um, over midnight last night, I know George was there uh, on the opening making some changes. I don't know what because he's already been doing it for a month. Yeah, but my refresh button is broken. So, anyway. Um there's a bit of an update on the website, you know, it looks a bit different. Um, I feel like they do that every couple of years, but I do like the look of it this year. Um, there's a few, um, you know, improvements. Uh, if you saw JD's a uh, couple of videos he did with Al Payton, there's a couple of changes there they went over. Um, I guess I'll just reel off a couple quickly. The big ones I wanted to look at was, um, you know, how many trades, of course, and there is one additional trade up to 36 because of the extra round or that magic round sort of. So there's, you know, an extra round this year. And then it is best 18 for all the four buy rounds, which um, does make sense. You know, it was going to be pretty silly to go from 18 to 22 back to 18. But, um, yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll introduce the boys, George. Any any thoughts, mate? What, what have you noticed in the, the new website and, and the app so far? Good to be back. A um, bit more dark colours. That's about it, to be honest. I, yeah. It feels like pretty much the same thing. I guess the, the menu bars are a bit more convenient. But, yeah, it looks good. I'm happy with it. JD, what did you what did you learn from Al yesterday? Oh, speaking to Al was actually very interesting because it's more um, uh, learning about how kind of some of the stuff behind the scenes operates, how they make decisions on where to make improvements in the game, and um, some of the constraints that are put on them, and doing that as well as yeah, what they're trying to prioritize towards and the outcomes they're looking for. So it's it quite interesting to learn from that perspective because once you start to get a grasp on it, you can start to then understand how they're going to make changes going forward and, and what they're trying to get as an outcome. So yeah, it was was really good. And uh, yes, it's good to have the full game back open. Uh, I, I actually been at work all day, so I'm just kind of sitting down and opening it now for the first time. And I do love the black and the navigation bar. That is very nice. Some, uh, you, some subtle UX improvements definitely make my day. Yep. Uh well, what did you boys get up to? I guess we'll, oh, we should go over that. You know, been a month, Christmas, New Year's. Um, you know, we're, we want to connect with the community. Anything, JD? No? Does that shake your head? Uh, no, no, no. Um, been asked this question a lot and like what, what are the highlights of holidays? And there weren't highlights. There were a lot of um, interesting moments, but not so a big highlights. hole, weren't you? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to talk about the hole, um, which is filled in now but no christmas eve my um my little one fell backwards off the couch into a oh, marble yeah. table and opened up a good good old gash in his head so we were, we were down visiting in melbourne and spent um a few hours christmas eve in sandy emergency sandy. which is always fun yeah you know you know sandy oh, emergency yeah, too well, too well, yeah 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 but not, not getting stomachs pumped mate no. um <laughs> <laughs> and then uh like, like um, my mum's, um, well, so my brother was visiting from the UK. First time I'd seen him in like three years, which was really cool. But mum's downsized and upstairs um, bathroom in a little townhouse hadn't been tested. And sure enough, they got backed up. We had like the blockage of it, like basically poo coming out of like the shower out the bottom. <laughs> and like, yeah, like there were just so many things like this that just went wrong, um, uh, like over the holiday period. So it was really good. It was like, Lots of fun. It's good to spend time with family and the kids. But at the same time, I was kind of glad for it to be over because we could just could not get things working well for us. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's eventful. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anything close? Not, not as eventful as that. I did have three weeks off, which was good. I, I've been saying Discord, I've been trying to run a bit more. So I think yesterday I did my first 2K, which was a milestone for me. Oh, I'm a bit embarrassed because <laughs> everyone's posting their 10K and 20, 20K time. So 
I'm a fair way off that. Um, well, interestingly, uh, most of my friends were kind of nerds, but we started playing Dungeons and Dragons. Don't laugh too much, but um, is it an interesting experience? I didn't really know what to expect, and uh, was sitting at a table for six hours, and uh, they wanted to keep going, and I was I was gassed, so I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna head <laughs> did off." You have, um, did you have Did you have like the, the paper character sheets? Yeah, yeah. You really, you really yeah, got the, jockey the, and quite Chad when you left the D and D table for league. Yeah, I mean, you really showed them. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the full, uh, had the full that was, that's, experience. That's how my mind recovers. Yeah, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jeez. it's uh, yeah, interesting experience. I think it's a bit of a commitment now, so I'm not quite oh, sure no. how I'm going to go going forward. But we'll see. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, I just gave it a go, and uh, it, uh, it's, it's fun. But yeah, not yeah. for six hours straight. No, um, no. What what class do you reckon George rolled as for for? <sighs> D and D. See, I'm not. <laughs> you can't. You don't know. Me. You don't know classes. Cleric. I'll go no, cleric. No, that's that's out of mind. No, I did a like a warrior or something like that, like oh. a soldier, something like that. Frontline, big dude. Yeah, fighter, fighter class. So how, yeah. how boring. Very generic, George. Jeez, George League Legends. Let's Dungeons move on Dragons. before people are. tune out. <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of six hours in in one spot, I was at the uh, Market Court Arena with a couple of the boys in one spot watching Kokonakis and Murray till four or five a.m. or whatever it was. So that was pretty nuts experience. A bit later than we thought we'd be there, but um, it was well worth it. But um, yeah, I think us three are all happy to be back into this and talking about Supercoach. So. Um, Another change, actually, JD, that, that you learn about, but has been in BBL that was actually pretty interesting that obviously is probably more tailored towards the hardcores is that coach's choice thing that's going to be, you know, top 1%, top 5%, and 10%, I think it is, um, which is pretty cool because, yeah, as you said, I think in that video, like, owner or, sorry, overall ownership is kind of out the window once the game sort of starts. You know, preseason, yeah, you want to see who's what's going on. You don't want it to make your decisions for you, but um, I think that's a cool little feature that I've added for uh, all the Supercoach Gold users. Yeah, and, and that's clearly a bit of a priority of making sure that there's value in Supercoach Gold yeah. so people keep returning to it each year. And um, I think we saw, you know, made of the the pod Supercoach data, um, he's been running something like that for a few years and it's been one of those really handy tools for the more engaged coaches to see where top coaches are differentiating themselves for the pack, what are the picks that are working and not working, and uh, it can give you a leg up by being able to drill down to that. So it makes a lot of sense they added to the game, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people find that very useful and very interesting to look at this year. Yeah, it's all live too, by the way. Like I've looked at it through BBL playing a little bit casually, and you, well, you can see captaincy too, like live throughout the... Oh, um, wow. Throughout the round too. Not, I, I mean, I assume that would be carrying over to AFL, but... Yeah, anyway, a um, couple of little changes, nothing too major, I guess. Yeah, just the extra trade and um, boost is still there. All that's still happening. So, um, yeah, it should be fun, fun season. Um, pass on to you, George. We've we've obviously got some big things coming up. We've been working on in the last month or so. Um, what can you uh, – I mean, we already sort of told on the last pod, but sort of getting near now to um, us releasing uh, the website. Well, yeah, by the time this is out, this will the website will be up. But yeah, fantasytaketv.com. We have our own website. So that is super exciting. And yeah, basically it's it will be there'll be some free stuff on there, but it's mostly our version of Patreon, basically. So instead of doing a Patreon, we've done like a membership program. So it's a it's a, it'll be a $25 one off for preseason package, but it'll have it'll have heaps of content. So uh, to run through what it what it will have. 
So there'll be five podcasts. So go through each line plus a mid price podcast, you know, later in the season when we get a bit more information with player profiles. I think it's about 15,000 words. I think it's probably closer to 20 actually, but just being conservative there. Um, we'll have our rankings, so premium, mid-price, and rookie rankings. Rookie rankings will come out after because at this point it's not not too um, not too involved. So yeah, premium, mid-price rankings that will change, I guess, as the preseason goes on. But that those will be up. We'll do members Q and A, so there'll be a section in the Discord. Drop a question, we'll we'll answer them in the video. So there'll be I think three of those. Um, your team, send them to us. Uh, we'll rate it on YouTube. So one of our YouTube channels. Um, yep, we'll just go over your team with a bunch of other teams. So I think we did that a few years ago, but hopefully you get a few more teams sent to us this time. Uh, there'll be exclusive articles. So there's already about four articles that are on the website, but as preseason rolls on, uh, more will come out. So there's a few interesting ones like game fundamentals. Your JD's done an interesting one on, you know, our plays really locks. So that's an interesting read. Uh, FTTV leagues. So you have access to our leagues and also these leagues will have their own group chat. So you were to chat amongst other members. So we had two or three of those last year that did pretty well. And hopefully a few more this year. I think people like, you know, having their small communities and get to know each other, get to know each other a little bit as well. So a lot packed in there. So it is $25 uh, for the preseason package. And yeah, go have a look at the website, see if you like it. And yeah, support us. And not only that, I think there's a, you know, if you like doing a bit extra research, there's a ton of content here. But of course, we'll still be doing our free stuff on YouTube. But um, a, lot of, a lot of our focus in the preseason will be on on our website, so we're proud of it and yeah, excited to release it to everyone. Yep. Yeah, want to make sure it's worth every cent. Yep. Yes, for sure. Uh, just get as much content in there as possible. So, see how we go. Yep. Um, and a bit, not everyone may be on Discord already, but it will be sort of linked through that. Really, like George already went through it, but you know, once you get. Your membership you'll get uh, rolling discord open up to some private channels and whatnot so um you know if you're going to sign up for a do just be aware that you yeah you'll probably need to get discord and be sort of on there to um i mean you can still get the content and everything on the website you don't absolutely have to be but you know some of the um you know benefits are, are on discord like the members q and a's if you want to get involved in those and get get our thoughts and all that um you'll probably have to be on there but yeah uh, i mean uh, i was just gonna say like we're still figuring this stuff out. So if there's lots of people that really are against being in Discord, oh, maybe there's something else we, we can, can figure out. There's yeah. comment sections on the website and stuff like that. So there's look, there's other things we could figure out, but it is going to be easiest and it's probably where we're most responsive. Um, if you're looking for like that conversation back and forth. Yeah, we could yeah, we could make some exceptions if people just wanted to DM or something. It's a couple of questions. Yeah. I'm sure we're pretty flexible with that. Um, cool. Well, let's get into um, I guess 2023 now our thoughts and team picker at this stage, how we're looking. I know it's been a month or so since uh, I've really changed my team. I did change it sort of uh, today uh, after sort of the game opening up and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I guess first question is what sort of structure are we looking at boys? I mean, yeah, it's still a little early to fully be set into this, but um, George, what, what have you sort of landed on at this current point in time, you know, late in January? So as we know, We'll need to wait on mid-price and rookies, um, like the strength of how good they are. So we don't really know too much on rookies. And a lot of mid-prices are just quite speculative, like waiting on how much mid-time they get. Are they going to be fully fit? Stuff like that. So at the moment, I've got three premium defenders plus Ed Richards. I guess call it four, but he's more of a mid-pricer. I've got the three premium midfielders. I've got the 
um, set and forget Ruckline, the English marshal at the moment. And then I have the... <laughs> set and uh, forget. Be careful saying that with them. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think Go it's going to be more regret than set this year. <laughs> and then um, the Dunkley-Rosie-Toronto forward line, that has not changed for quite a while. Sort of toyed with Rosie a little bit. But I do like him a lot, so I want to keep him in there. And then I've got three mid-prices. So I've got no base rookies on field. I think my most expensive player on field at the moment is Will Phillips. But, of course, if we get some nice rookies, then that will change. So he's sort of playing around with it. Uh, maybe a bit mid-pricer heavy at the moment, but, um, yeah, see how we go. But I think uh, really struggling picking the defenders. Just everything in between McKenna and Dacos, or rather Josh Goda and Dacos, everything priced between those two, I really have no idea at the moment. Um, so, well, I, I do have some idea, but I'm not quite sure. I'm not sold on any of them. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going at the moment. Fairly balanced, but lots of mid-prices. Uh, what about you, JD? How are you structuring up at the moment? Uh, yes, I've kind of got the three primo-ish, or like two primos and a I don't know, value-based defender pick. Uh, then the rest is, yeah, sub-200K kind of second-year players. So there's one one rookie in there for now, but we'll see how that changes. I mean, they're just rookie picks. Midfield is kind of uh, three more primo and then two value-based primo picks as well as then Hopper, which I think everyone has, and then into the rookies. Rux is English and Cameron. Uh, not sold on Marshall yet, just given what's happened with King and Campbell and whatnot. I need to see that he's actually number one ruck and not at risk of going forward before I put him in there. And the forward line is just Dunkley and Taranto at the moment with uh, very mid-priced madness, but that's uh, subject to change. Um, I think it's just that time of the year where the preseason reports are coming out, everyone's on the on the track flying, it's, it's fun to put these mid-prices in, but I'm looking for them to rule themselves out as the, as the preseason uh, progresses so I can kind of get a bit of, bit of better balance in the team. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, it up. I've got to do the opposite to you where I'm just got like a normal, not completely guns and rookies. I got like, I think I had Bose in there, but he hasn't really been getting too much um, attention. Um, and like obviously Hopper and I've got Tom Green. So look, it's three defenders, four midfielders, two rucks, three forwards. Um, so look, Tom Green, that, like that range of midfield, I'm not sure I'd go with. I know you guys, what you both just put Warple in your team, didn't you, today? So, nope. I know no, you haven't yet. No, 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 no. I've got, I've got, I've got Green and Titch. Okay, you got two of those. Okay, that what's yeah it gets you a bit of cash. But look, as you said, you've got all a few mid prices in ready to rule themselves out. I've sort of do the opposite where I sit there and see oh, if one pops up, I'll ch I'll chuck him in. But yeah, look, it is pretty silly. Still talking about uh, I was talking about structure at this stage, but yeah, just sort of playing around, see what you can fit because we sort of know the options that could be ones. We just obviously don't know. Um, how how well they could be or if they are at this stage so yeah sort of premiums more what i'm floating with who you can afford the, obviously the rucks is going to be a big big talking point um we have to figure that that line out um but yeah that's sort of how i'm looking probably better yeah to say how many mid prices we have i guess george the next question to speak about them um, yes yeah, so i've got i've got five at the moment I might as well just say him our team reveal will be out on the same day anyway so i have ed richards i'm not like I don't feel super comfortable looking at him there, but I think there was opportunity with Daniel playing in the midfield. I've got Hopper and Hopper. Uh, Hopper does not need to be spoken about. I think I've got Warple at the moment. I'm not sold on Warple, but he should be a top two CBA mid for Hawthorne. You'd think, but you never know. He was out of form last year. And then I have actually I've got six mid prices. I said five. I've got 
Connor McDonald, Flanders, and Allen. So Connor McDonald, <laughs> look, I'm well aware this pick is, is a reasonable chance it won't work, but I'm just hopeful that he will grab the midfield opportunity that's there. If not, then we'll need to move on. Flanders, I like, uh, just depends. Again, he's can't really, unless he somehow surpasses Rao, which is probably unlikely. It's going to be pretty tough to get midfield time, but the VFL numbers are there. And I got Oscar Allen as well. So interesting. I've done some interesting analysis on Oscar Allen on the website and um doesn't look like he's going to outruck time, which is not good. Not good for his scoring at all, but I still think he'll be okay for his price. He's one I'd like to move up if I can, but I guess you get the built-in job security and he definitely will make money. So um, yeah, don't want to go too in-depth on this sort of intro podcast, but those that's what I'm running at the moment. Um the way I see it is as soon as preseason hits and we understand the roles of a lot of these players a little bit better and you know where they are in the pecking order for being a defender or midfielder, um, it's going to change completely, I think. So unfortunately, we only get the one trial game and the one practice game. We used to get the three a few years back, but now we have to deal with the two and one might not, not even be – one's yeah. not even on TV. You have to yeah. watch it on like dodgy streams on the website. Yeah. So I think it's – we're going to see a lot of changing in the in the Amy games. If that's still called Amy game, I can't remember. So, I think yeah, it's a huge, huge watch list at the moment. At, so hopefully settle settle on something in about five six weeks time. Now where are you, where are you at, JD, for your mid prices? Uh, so I mean, day cost is not really a mid pricer, but yeah, five hundred k is definitely cheaper. Uh, and and then in the midfield, like Green and Mitchell, they're not really mid prices, but they're a cheaper end. Uh, true mid prices is probably Hopper at uh, three thirty, who everyone has at the moment. Um, Darcy Cameron, I guess, was probably a mid pricer, even though he's four sixty k once again at the upper end. Uh, it's kind of like mid price range for a forward or a ruck, either way. Uh, and then in the forward line, I've got uh, Flanders and Allen, and I've put in C-Mac, um, a solidarity for George, so the ownership percent wasn't uh. zero. <laughs> uh, but, but this is uh, highly likely to change. I mean, there's there's a few options floating around that look pretty interesting at the moment. Even Miller might get a, a shake this year. So, um, yeah, it's more just like there's a lot of placeholders. Like, as you mentioned, um, I know Warple in the midfield could be a look. Um, there's... Defenders like Clark and Yo, who are on my radar as well. Caulfield at 210k on my radar as well. So there's a few of these guys that I like the look of, and we'll just see what happens over the preseason before landing on the right combination of these to fill out the side. Yeah. I mean, I actually only have three, but I said before, I'm kind of like this where I'll just build a team. And as I said, we'll have a look and see who pops up as rather than, you know, who crosses themselves out. Same thing, really. So. We'll see. We'll see. I know there's a lot. We've sort of got them all listed out. They'll um, they'll be in our rankings. <laughs> if you're uh, if you want to become a member, we'll definitely be focusing a lot on them throughout the year because um, I mean they were pivotal to success last year um, with a lot of them going really, uh, really, really well. So um, yeah, I mean I'll I'll ask a question a bit about sort of game philosophy going forward, but a couple more sort of on our teams at the minute. So just quickly on mid prices, yeah. I think apart from Hopper. I think they're pretty much all subject to change. And mm. when I say mid-price, I generally, on the website, we've categorized mid-prices as players priced below 90, just as a reference point. So I think apart from Hopper, they're all subject to change, really. Um, and then the strength of the mid-prices this year, I don't see it as strong as last year. Like there's no, I'd be shocked if there was like a Hewitt or Sicily equivalent where you get like a 110 average from a, someone in the 400s. It, it could happen, but it's, 
I'd be shocked if it did happen, but we'll see how we see how the things progress over preseason. Elliot Yo is right there. He's right there. Oh Jeez. man. Stop, 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 stop. He's done uh, it three times before. Oh my 34 percent owned. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not uh, totally crazy. against it, but man, I, I feel a bit nervous about it though. All right. What about Christian Salem? 390k. There you go. That's the other one. Yeah, he's nah. someone that's done it, but I just don't know what's gone on with him the last last little bit. Like he came back last year, right? He started injured and then came back and did absolutely nothing. Like anyway, the point is not to dissect things, <laughs> but I'm sure there'll be some that pop up yeah. that will come out of left field. Um, anyone that you've either really grown into liking that you didn't, you know, a month ago when we did our last pod, or anyone you've really gone cold on in the last month, George? Just you know, one, one either way. Who would who would it be? I think it's because of the TikToks. But Tom Mitchell has grown on me a little bit. Uh, he's looking in ripping Nick as a wild six pack, uh, not a millimeter of fat on there. Um, I just think he's look. I guess the Collingwood game, so we can speak about that. The limitations from that, but he's going to be in the engine room. That's what his strength is. We saw Crisp and Pendlebury score really, really well in the final series. But again, like. I don't know what happened with Crisp in the second half of the year, but you know, Pendlebury's going to prime himself. Obviously, he's not going to maintain massive production throughout the whole year. He's 35. But... So I think Mitchell is, I think he's 29 now. So that's generally the age where you see players fall off a bit or in terms of being midfield premiums at 110 plus range. But I think he's he's got a bit of fire in the belly. He's got something to prove and apparently he's been outstanding in training. So he's one that I like at the moment, but again, a preseason watch. And then I have Rowan Marshall, Apparently, he's having a really, really strong preseason. He's had a few foot interruptions the last few years. And judging by what St. Kilda are saying, I think they need him in the ruck more because they don't really have another ruck with Campbell having Achilles issues. I don't know if he plays round one or not, but they're having a bit of an issue. They, they have. I'm not sure they want Marshall to solo the ruck the whole year. It's a bit of a ask, but it would be ideal, I guess. But I think they need to fill the void forward more than they need to fill the void ruck at the moment. That's kind of the messaging... Well, that's how I read it, but uh, he and yeah, he's a top owned ruck, I think, at the moment. So he's in for me, but again, you never know. There could be games where his score gets ruined by Campbell coming in later in the season, but too much value to pass up for mine at the moment. Yep. JD, anyone uh, tickle your fancy or dropped off? Uh, I would say the player that's warmed up the most is Jack McRae, um, someone that was pretty much out of consideration altogether for me, but he's actually in my side as of right now. Uh, with I mean, Dunkley going, we already knew, but Bailey Smith and Trelaw both having injury-affected pre-seasons, neither are on the park. And realistically, those are probably the two that are fighting for CBAs the most and, and the reason why you might have a little bit of uncertainty around McRae is if Bailey Smith was going to play a more prominent role in the midfield and uh, push McRae out into the wing. And that just probably is unlikely given the state of the preseason at the moment. So McRae has definitely um, got up the list a little bit. In terms of someone that's gone out, oh, um, uh, I'll say Angus Brayshaw. I'm not sure if he was ever in one of my teams for a video, but at least was heavily considered. There was one preseason photo I saw of him coming back and he did not look in good shape. So he's out of the side for now. He, he may come back around in consideration, but um, yeah, like I'm... I'm Clutching for for earth straws for reasons to cull players. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I'll stick with the TikTok theme and, and go track 
this just gets mm, you really yeah, looking at those last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, he's been he's Ford, been Ford DPP round six. Ford yeah. DPP round six. Honestly, you may not even need it to be a, a selection. He just, he, you know, he can do big numbers, but yeah, he does play forward here and there, and has a little bit of injuries. Like he had that little bit of knee um, concern last year, but um, look, I'm warming towards him. Will I pick him? Probably not. But there was no one else really for me for that. One I'm probably cooling on, and I know we were maybe maybe it's for absolutely no reason. That's that's Jack Steele, who um, I think is in still a hell of a lot of teams, like thirty odd percent, I want to say, mm-hmm. or twenty four. There you go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Been some mixed reports. I don't know how much to believe. You know, this time of year on on forums and whatnot. I know George treats that as gospel, but <laughs> we haven't really got a proper update yeah. though, have we? Big so footy. We don't really never ever. loss, never loss, <laughs> and uh, and still undefeated. Okay, so explain well, it to me. <laughs> there were reports that he wasn't he had the, the fluoro cap which means your non-contract non-contact training that was before christmas had it a few times after christmas and then i don't know there's two comments in two different um training sessions that he looked a bit proppy that's it uh and then the was never on the f- photo watch here he the, a couple of photos he looked very gaunt like very flush like I don't know, it could have, it could just be an illness, but something looked off about him. He didn't look like the the big bull that we've become accustomed to. He looked quite meek. Um, <laughs> so on, did one say oh, like he's not a vocal leader or something territory. in trading? Like he's not a vocal. Uh, leader I don't worry about that stuff. <laughs> I worry about the health. I'm just saying if he's wearing a non a the fluoro cap on for non contact non contract contact training rather, uh, and there's he's not on the injury report though, so he must be fine. But must be fine. I'd like to, you know. You see other players are flying at the moment, whereas you're not really hearing that with Steel. But yeah, I love Steel, one of my favorite players. Uh, I'd love clarity on that, but there's been nothing. So I guess see how he looks in the preseason. But he should I mean, be fine. This be fine. is uh, from yesterday. Steel is a worry, still looking proppy. Big footy, never lost. <laughs> Shout outs to Stavro number four coming in with the hot report. Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. So, and he, he is the one that made way for Jack McRae at the moment. So, yeah, Steel, um, is, is, as much as I really want to start him. It's too good. Um, yeah, here we go. Another one from, from John 201036 Nah, not the John numbers. Nah. <laughs> yeah, John numbers. <laughs> No, no, he's got he's he's got four hundred posts, so he's legit. Mm. Steel is very quiet for a leader and looked a bit off the pace. <laughs> no, it, it's not that. Okay, this is trolling now. It's not that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's the non contact training. He loves it too. I, I'd like I, to, I, I read these reports. I, if people <laughs> saying like he had the non contact, he came back looking a bit off in those photos, and he's proper in drills. Off the pace. Like, off the pace. This is all bad signs coming into. Well, there's a lot of preseason to run. But you know, that's funny. It's gone to that point where if you're not getting any like pump up news, you're like worried because everyone gets it. So well, if you're not getting it, this don't overreact. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh, this is the so Jack Bowes dilemma, though. This is the Jack Bowes mm. dilemma because we've heard almost nothing about Bowes since he. There's reports that came out and uh, he's today a new as player. a recording Usually finally. The ones you pump up as well. Exactly, exactly. But it's very, very quiet, and that <laughs> that is a sign all in and of itself. Now we may prove to be wrong, but <laughs> this, this is serious stuff. This is how you get the edge. Oh, I love it. I'll just let you guys. Well, interestingly, we found out Whitford was injured through Big Footy and he played Mm, through it. Someone posted it in round one and then they revealed it four weeks later. But you you know that thing where he went out of bounds and like did it and then limped and then kept playing or something. Anyway, probably gone too far. Um, 
oh, you've got this down. Jaws, a pot, a pot in your team at this very early ownership. Oh, I've gone through them, but I got three. All the mid prices, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, just the mid prices, but um, ah, we'll leave it. At, we'll leave it at that. We don't leave it at that. Um, um, probably a premium pod's more worth talking about, I guess. Like a, you're picking someone left field, like a the old Isaac Cummings getting a bit of love. He's down at like only a few percent. So, um, anyway, um. I guess oh, this is a question I really wanted to ask more sort of around your game philosophy and how you're going to take what we learned last year, um, you know, with a lot of different sort of teams winning and um, different strategies coming to the fore and how you're going to take that into this year. Are you going to adopt, you know, look, the mid price thing that obviously still situational and every pick's different, you know, every individual pick is different, but are you going to, take a more risk approach you know we've got an extra trade again this year 36 of them you can really do a lot of lot with those trades you know stuff something up off they go boost boost out if you have to you're not really going to get punished too much is that is that the way you're thinking this year or are you sort of going to still stick in our not in our ways but sort of more conservative that's worked for a lot of years gone past um jd i'll start with you what's your thoughts on how yeah you're so this year i think the the shift or like the simplest way to like articulate the shift for me would be that I'm less concerned about picking players that are going to end up at the absolute top of their line. So they don't have to be a top eight mid, but if they provide enough value and finish in that eight to 15 range, then I'm probably going to be comfortable with it and they can sit there as a last upgrade. I don't think it's as important to get all of the best players as much as it is to get points on the field early and to make sure that you're getting value through your side in doing so. And that's why someone like Dacos is interesting at 500k. He's probably five, 10 points unders type thing. And if it ends up only being, you know, five-ish, it's okay. Um, even though it's just like a 96 average, if it's 10, that's a really good pick. Uh, it's Green and Mitchell, similar type of situation. And the other thing is, and you should pay attention to this, is where the buy sit for some of these players because you can get the value. They've got the last buy. You trade them out at that point in the year and uh, they've made a bit of money, scored well, and you can move them on to someone at the absolute top of the line if you've got the trades and the money to do it. But yeah, that's... That's probably the the shift I'm taking. That's why I do have both Green and Mitchell, where in previous years I never would have probably put both of those in my midfield. Yeah. George, Echo, or you? how are you yeah, thinking about just last year and what we learned? On that, just on the like the mid-prices in the last buy round. Like, for example, Ed Richards, like the green light for him, I think. He needs kick-ins, kick-ins. And then he also has the last buy. So if something doesn't work out, as long as he gets kick-ins, I think he'll go up in price or more than last year. Um, and then he can always be flicked in the last buy round, but I guess things happen during that. I always say that, you know, you can flick him in the last buy, end up trading him before, like Dacos was going to trade in the last buy last year, flicked him early because he was playing through injury, then went like berserk after that. So sometimes it doesn't always work out, but um, in terms of my own game philosophy, um, I think my issue is I, I panic early all the time. So I just need to not panic early. Um what something I would like to try this year is not bleeding any rookies early on the field. Because last year I had Rochelle for the first five rounds. I think he scored two tons both on my bench. I filled it in for the other other three rounds. He scored forties, and then like Josh Ward struggled early. He came good, but he struggled. A lot of the draft he's actually they came good later in the season. Like your Hobbs, C-Mac was doing better. Um, you know, we saw McCartan. Oh, McCartan's a bit older, like SDK. Well, again, they're both a bit older, a few more years in the system, but they came good, you know, as they played more football. So, and I look at D6 at the moment, and I'm just not too sure if I see a few young kids like a Ginby and a, 
like a wetter. Don't know if they play, but I'd like to have like mature senior bodies everywhere on the field. There are some years where uh, the first year players are like really, really good. Like we've had, you know, Dacos and Walsh, um, Ashcroft this year probably be really good. We had Tom Powell a few years ago who was fantastic. Uh, Xavier Dersma a few years ago, I think went to 17 his first year. Well, I think it was 2019, a long time ago now. But, um, you know, sometimes these, pick, these picks can work. But uh, realistically, a lot of them, most of them don't. Yeah. So these kids, I want to keep. I want to get this. Keep the senior bodies on the field early. So like your McKenna D six, your Will Phillips uh, M eight. Hopefully he plays. It sounds like he's having a good preseason. Oscar Allen F six at the moment. You know, I think he's been in the system four or five, uh, probably more than that, maybe six years. Mm-hmm. Says he's as fit as as he has ever been. So I guess, yeah, just try not to bleed early on the field. I think that's something I'll take into this year. So. I think yeah, that's probably the main point. But yeah, just also don't don't panic early, and you know, I think as long as the players have a role and they're fit, there no reason to panic. Yeah, yeah, I think sort of I was leaning into it uh, before I asked JD, but yeah, I've just yeah got to take a more not I don't want to say risk approach, but be open to more picks. And I think we can sort of with all the trades, the boost, there is a lot a lot of outs. Um, you know, I was I'm always worried about picking a player that, you know, you're going to have to trade out early or, you know, we've already got enough that we have to use on injuries, you know, throughout the year, depending on your luck. But, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, we're a lot – it's a lot more forgiving at the game at the moment, um, which is good. I reckon, I think it's a good thing. Um, you know, we, we obviously tend to complain a bit, but um, I think it's, you know, more trades is good, but I don't want too many trades where it just sort of becomes like a fantasy thing. I know you, you boys love the fantasy game, but – we still want that element of, you know, you still got to be um, very decisive in your picks. And, um, yeah, I still do like that element of Supercoach. But, hey, look, the game's just getting different every year. You know, scoring's going through the roof. Like, like we're going to do a Defenders podcast, obviously, for the members. But the fact that there was five 600K Defenders is pretty crazy. Like, five years ago, George, I don't even think, you know, there might have been years where a Defender didn't even average over 100. Like, I'm probably yeah. talking a fair way back. But, obviously, kickouts being scored and in the scoring system, change that. But um, yeah, it's just a lot more scoring, a lot more power mids, big dogs. And um, yeah, it just, it is an entirely different game. So you got to adapt. You got to adapt. Um, I think but- uh, we saw last year with the extra trades, it moved a bit further towards AFL fantasy where value yep. becomes more important, but yep. the value was so good last year. I think this year it, it, you got to find a, find a balance in between or some yeah, sort of equilib- <laughs> equilibrium. Sorry. Yeah, we're not going to get. I don't think we have the gifts of you know your Wits, your Brody, your Cogs, your Hewitt. We're not going to get those gifts this year. We might get one or two. To be honest, I don't think we see any. I think probably nice. one is Flanders if he somehow gets a, like a top three CBA role. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't seem likely. So just because he had he similar, gets back to his best and doesn't get yeah. injured somehow, which would be rare. Yeah, but, yeah. You look at the like you look at the guys from last year, like Cogs. I know he had his issues, but you know, full police. Full preseason flying, that sort of stuff. Um, Hewitt the same, full preseason flying. Whereas, you know, Yo, he's been cooked. He's entering Deledio territory for like how bad are his soft tissue injuries at this point. So, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. And I think, yeah, it'll be a bit similar to old Supercoach just because of the less keepers that we'll get. Just And like last year was just madness, yeah, with the, the yeah. mid prices. But still, we get the extra trade. So that plays into it. So, um, yeah, I can't wait for this year. It's going to be fun. 
it's going to be good. Um, I'm not sure if this graphic will still work as JD's gone, but if you can see it on screen, I'll tell it, uh, you know, say that anyway for those if they're listening on the podcast. But our group code for this year is uh, 675389. Um, we seem to have lost JD just at the end there, but that's enough from us. We'll wrap up here. This, well, we're recording this early, but this will be on a Thursday and, and once it's out, our website will be out by now. So um, go check it out. See if you want to um, get involved. Um, obviously, shoot us any questions you have about it, all that sort of thing. Where our DMs are always open on Twitter and, and Discord. Um, but other than that, George, you got anything else before we not we uh, sign off? Um, that's it, pretty much. Very excited that's for it. the website. I yep. uh, see um, yeah, a lot of effort went into it. So, um, yeah, I, I, writing, doing all the write ups, I just found so many interesting stats as well that yep. I just learned. So, I just, you know, pays off to do your research for sure. I feel like I'm better equipped this year than last year. Just with a better foundation of knowledge, just going over so many players. Yeah, and we actually can't go without saying thanks to Hammy. Big, big thanks to him for helping yeah. us. Um, learn all the ropes without. No, it doesn't. It actually doesn't at all. Uh, we're big boomers, and he's he's got a brain yeah. for that stuff, so he, he knows all about it. So, big thanks to him. Um, yeah. Other than that, we'll see you guys on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>